All right. It's been a minute. Uh, so I suppose welcome back is in order to the three stooges of basketball pod. But I guess today is four because we have Brandon back again after a long absence <clears throat> from him. Um, so, I mean, a lot of the stuff today is going to be revolving around uh, commitments and stuff like that. And I'm sure Eric's going to have a lot to say about Marlboro playing in the three on three stuff because he already hinted at that before we hopped on here. So, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, is there anything that you want to start off with first, Eric? I mean, I know you have your, your Lynx jersey on today as well. So um, where where do you want to start things off? Because you got a lot to say, as always. Go MV fee. Suck it, Connecticut Sun. Um, that's all I got to say for the playoffs. Brandon, when he was on camera, is a big Chicago Sky person. Unfortunately, they're the eighth seed, and they're about to get dog walked from the aces. So <laughs> go playoffs. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about Mar Braun to get that out of the way I first? I sure do. Let's talk about the Braun Mamba. First of all, happy belated birthday from yesterday, Braun Mamba. Now today, three and zero over in the three on three tournament. They're now in the quarterfinals as she goes for a gold medal. Which, by the way, Sarah Scali and McKenna Maurice are not going for. Just want to throw that out there. So, quarterfinals. Girl's going to bring home gold back to the Gophers. Then she's going to be giving Caitlin Clark a run for her money for Big Ten Player of the Year. If if in like ten years there's like I don't know um, little Claire Schmo that plays for the for the for the Minnesota Golden Gophers <laughs> and and they happen to be very good are you just gonna say McKenna Marisa wouldn't have done that in ten years in ten years or are we gonna move on to somebody else or is like is there anyone else that's gonna be on your shit list more than that kid is currently I'll probably find someone else let's be honest it's me <laughs> I don't know it's been like a year. It's, it's getting close to a year for this McKenna Marisa thing. I don't think that one's going to die. It will once she's not on Big Big Tunnel first team this year. Oh my God. Well, well, do you want to, do you want to talk, do you want to start the commitments talking about um the new uh gopher? I absolutely do. Tori McKinney, I don't got a nickname for you yet. We'll work, we'll workshop that during the year for Minnetonka. Six one, keep saying guard. I'm going to say wing absolutely defensive dynamo she was she when we saw her in eybl she took at least an average of three charges per game even missed one game because she took a charge on a big old like six five girl who she probably should not have taken a charge from but god bless um just she's gonna she's that good gap player that she's gonna she can play guard she can play wing she can defend kind of one through four athletic has a decent outside shot i said her that 2024 class for the gophers of mckenna johnson and Tori McKinney, that's a very good bridge class between the 22s, which we all know if you've heard this podcast for even once, the 22s I ride or die with, they're the best thing that ever happened to the Gophers since Rachel Bannum, Lindsay Whalen, and all them. So it's a great bridge class to kind of learn from them for a year and then kind of take over. So huge get. And it was she was the last room, like, I guess I won't be mean. Um, she was number four. I would debate that she could be higher than that in the Minnesota class, but I will be quiet on that. And so big get nice, decent, solid hometown kid. Going to stay home. Very excited about it. Mason, do you want to add anything about, about uh, Tori McKinney? Uh, yeah. I mean, she had a really good summer this year. Um, yeah. I think that she kind of fits what Don is going to try to instill up there in Minnesota. Um, you know, she definitely wants to be more of a defensive-minded team uh, that creates their offense off of, you know, transition uh, opportunities and stuff like that. And they like to play fast, but for 
for Don, it all, has always started on the defensive side of the ball, having, you know, a couple, you know, guards and wings who can really lock down, um, you know, the opposing team. So I think, you know, like Eric said, it's, it's kind of a bridge class, a smaller class, um, you know, before Don can really get, get her hands in on the 25 class. Um, I think it's a good pickup for them. Well, is there uh, anything that uh, either Brandon or, or Mason want to chip in so I don't have to just keep asking Eric stuff so he just goes on <laughs> his own personal tangents and, you know, just make you all feel included, I suppose? Brandon has a ton of commits down there. He's in the Sunshine State. Yeah, so we've had we've had a few um, just in the past couple weeks. And then, um, so yesterday we had a girl commit to Austin P and then the day before that we had another Florida girl that committed to Austin P. So a couple of Florida girls in the past three days that, um, are heading up to Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, so there seems like Austin P is definitely recruiting Florida kids pretty hard right now. Um, and then outside, outside of those two, we had another player go to Tennessee, um, a little under two weeks ago, um, she is going to East Tennessee State University. So a lot of a lot of Florida kids going to Tennessee here. Um, so the first one, the one that was yesterday, was Anovia Shields. So she's kind of bounced around high schools, but she plays with Essence um, on the Nike EYBL circuit. And she's at Mainland High School right now, home of Vince Carter. Shout out, VC. And... Um, the one that was the day before that is Bree Rivera, who is a lights out shooter, and she's she's at Lake Highland Prep, um, and then Central Florida Elite, which is in the three SSB circuit. Um, so a couple couple high profile twenty twenty fours in Florida committed the past few days, and then and then the last one that I mentioned from ETSU is Carmen Richardson, and she plays at Colonial, which is Orlando area, um, and her mother is the coach. And then she also plays with CFE. So um, a lot of little central Florida kids in that Orlando area committing in the past couple of weeks. And you had Ding uh, down at Tennessee, visit Tennessee recently, didn't you? Say that again. Didn't Big V recently visit Tennessee? Um, it's like Vivian. Yeah. Yeah. She plays for Montbird. Yeah. So she visited Tennessee. She visited Florida a couple of days ago. She's kind of getting all her her visits in and yeah, Florida's an interesting space right now with all the prep schools. You got IMG is loaded. Montverde is loaded. Um, DME is loaded. And then Central Point Christian Academy in Kissimmee, which is close to, you know, Disney world. Uh, they have a lot of international players. So between those four prep schools, there's a lot, a lot of really high P five kids in Florida. Well, I mean, I don't know if we got a chance to talk about the the Journey Houston commitment yet. I don't know if we got to talk about that on, on pod yet or not. not. Um, so I know uh, Mason probably knows a lot more about Journey than, you know, probably any of us do. So, I mean, I, I guess I'll I'll pose the question to uh, to Mason as to what she'll bring to, to the old Hawkeyes. Um, yeah, so I was getting ready to go down the list of some – uh, commitments that I've seen. Uh, she's going to be one of them. I know she's committed, oh, three weeks ago or so now. 
but we haven't had a pod since then. But I will say for for last, um, Abby Tuttle just committed to Northern Iowa. Uh, I think that's a good get for them. You know, I thought that she was a little bit under-recruited. Uh, I think she'll fit their system really well um, and be able to play behind uh, Maya McDermott for a year and, you know, kind of learn their system from from one of the better guards in that conference. Um, and then there's been a slew of D2 and AI, D3 JUCO commits that I'm not just going to sit here and name. Um and then one kid from out of the region that I wanted to touch on that I saw a couple times this year with Cal Stars was Allie Roden uh, from Oregon. Uh, I remember watching her sister a couple of years ago, um, and she was extremely, extremely solid. Um, and then, you know, seeing Allie, she's pretty much the same type of kid, uh, and she's going to Colorado State, uh, and that kind of has a little bit of uh, – notice for us just because Colorado State recruits the Midwest a lot uh, and obviously Bree Bowman's in that 2025 class as well um, so they'll be playing together there at Colorado State uh, um, along with some you know a Wisconsin kid, South Dakota kid and the Minnesota kids etc um, yeah Journey was the second 2025 and Iowa off the board now we're kind of just waiting all to commit. Um, you know, Divine's probably the best kid in that class. Uh, but Journey is, is right there at number two or number three, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, I think she fits what Iowa wants to do. I think she's uh, similar in a lot of ways to Sahara Williams. She's now Oklahoma uh, in the way that, you know, they're both big physical wings, um, can handle it, can um, defend, can get downhill really quick. Uh, has you know really good body control, really good ball control at the rim, um, you know, and can impact the game in a, a multitude of ways. Um, you know, she's been working on her outside shot, and as soon as that comes along and you know becomes a real threat for her, I think her game's just going to get taken to the next level. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that you know kind of get unlocked this year a little bit more. Um, you know, because Divine and Journey are going to have a little bit more on their shoulders this year in Davenport North. Um, so it'll be interesting, but no, I think it's a, it's a really solid get for them uh, in that 2025 class. And it's their first 2025 commitment as well. Um, so to be an in-state kid who's, you know, highly regarded by everyone in the state, you know, you can't go wrong with that. And there's been a couple kids in, in Wisconsin that have committed since uh since we last all congregated for a pod. But um so one kid that I know um Eric has had at least some um dealings with in the past just because she did play for North Tartan last summer was Christina Wimet. Um and you know, she'll be coming back to play her last day season with Purple Aces back in Wisconsin, um a little bit closer to home for her. Um and that team should be pretty interesting with uh, you know, a lot of scholarship level kids on there like Tori Neubauer and um, a couple other kids as well, but yeah, I mean, she's going to go play with her sister over at Lehigh, um, had a really good year last year at, at Lakeland. I think she made the most threes in Wisconsin, if I can, if I'm remembering correctly. And there's some, you know, kids who really like to get their shots up in Wisconsin. So, um, yeah, so she's a kid who can really shoot it. And that's the biggest draw that she has is like a six, two, six, two wing, I would say. And, you know, pretty cool that she's going to be able to get to play with, uh, 
her sister again out at at Lehigh. Where where is Lehigh? Pennsylvania. 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 I knew it was over there somewhere. Didn't know where though. So um, then probably um, a little bit more high profile, I would say, is the uh, Tarian twins um, uh, committed to Michigan State recently. Um, so they committed together. Um, it was kind of always going to be a package deal with with those two super, super tight knit family. Um, but yeah, uh, both those kids are put together quite the reputation at Pewaukee over their first two years in high school, um, been to two state championships in division two, came up short both times against Notre Dame, likely going to play them again this year. Um, but yeah, they had a great summer as they have the past few years playing up with Wisconsin Lakers and yeah, pretty cool to get to see them play together too at the next level. Um, so I'm curious to kind of see how that works out. Obviously, um, I forget the name of their new coach, but that staff uh, recruited them at Bowling Green um, when they were there um, and still kind of kept in contact once they got to Michigan State. So, yeah, pretty cool opportunity for them to get to play Big Ten basketball together. And uh, we'll see how that one ends up turning out for for them. But that pretty much wraps up the, the stuff that, that's uh, been kind of set in stone. I guess there's one other one um, that she was a 2023 from Milwaukee who – uh, didn't ever like, you know, announce her commitment or anything. And don't know if there's any kind of hold up behind the scenes, but uh, Imani Warren, who played for Playground Elite for, for a while, went to Rufus King out in Milwaukee and she ended up committing to New Mexico State and uh, she's out there now. So, you know, really cool for for her. Um, I did get to see her play once at, at King and I think she had like 30 and 18 or something like that against uh, Milwaukee School Languages. So super cool to get to see her continue playing at the Division One level and uh, wish her nothing but the best as well. But yeah, that kind of wraps up Wisconsin. But I guess uh, I'll ask Mason real quick, just because I know he's gotten to see the uh, the Twins play before. Um, and I was just going to kind of see if he had any kind of takes on on them committing to uh, Michigan State. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I know they were recruited pretty heavily uh, at Bowling Green by Robin Freilich. Um and her staff, who, like Brady said, about Michigan State. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, they fare in, in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I think it'll be interesting just to see how they they hold up and they, they're able to play in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I can't really can't really dispute that. I kind of, I kind of agree as well. But, yeah, is there uh, anything else that – uh, you guys want to want to talk? I, I already see Eric getting ready to say something. So what do you got to say, Eric? We got anything to share with damn, the class? I'm taking a breath and damn, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, um, this is our bad or my bad, I guess. On this, we were gonna we should let Brandon, I guess, announce like what he does in Florida. He's the director of scouting for a place. So Brandon, yeah, you come on, go Eric. My bad. Come on, be more thoughtful to our guests. Oh my god. If you want to go, if you want to go, hype yourself up, Brandon, there for a minute, let people know what you do down in Florida. Besides, just sit there. Yeah, so a couple months ago, I took over as the director of scouting for Sut's Report, which Sut stands for Stars Under the Sun, Um, so primarily a Florida-based scouting service. Uh, But then obviously going to other events, you see players from everywhere, so not necessarily tied down to just Florida, but um, that's where the majority of the scouting will take place. And he's a former D1 assistant, or Dobo, not assistant. Uh, yeah you gotta yeah keep up eric come on (laughs) you know better than this well i mean is there anything that uh you all kind of want to you know talk about i mean we're a little bit away from from the high school season starting up obviously i think we're about two months away from everyone 
really getting going because we still got fall sports going on. But is there anything that you guys kind of want to touch on before we kind of start ramping up and getting ready to get going here for the high school season? Mason, was I wrong? Is Divi- the team that Divine and them Divine and um, Journey play for, they play Hopkins this year, don't they? Um. Yes, correct. I thought so because Alexis, sorry, Coach Garcia asked me, she was like, Divine, stay in there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, here's Mason. I got Mason. <laughs> um. Yeah, she's staying there as far as I know. Um. Yeah, that was a... Uh... You know, they, they approached me, they being the breakdown people approached me and asked about what type of team Davenport North was and how good they'd be this year. Uh, and I told them that they would be solid, that they've got three players um, that, you know, are, you know, division one type level kids. And then the rest of their team are kids who, um, you know, are not as talented, to put it lightly. Uh, but then one of those kids transferred out. And um, then, you know, it's you can be a pretty good basketball team at the high school level if you have three kids who can, you know, chew gum and dribble basketball and score the ball relatively easily. But it's really tough when you have two uh, at times, depending on who they are, obviously. Um and so, yeah, I'll be really interested to see how the Hopkins game goes. Um, I said that they probably wouldn't be able to face a team like Hopkins before uh, Olivia McCorkle transferred out. Um, now I really don't think they'll be able to. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a you know a 30-point game or anything like that, but I think their chances of winning has gone down dramatically. Oh, man, I thought, well, that, was like, the... I thought that was like a 50-50 split. Who could win that game? Well, I mean, uh, what was the final score yeah. in that Dowling game last year that they played? Because I thought they got beat pretty pretty good in that one, didn't they? Not till the second half, they ran away with it. They were they were staying where I went with Hopkins because Hopkins barely beat Audie the night before, and they didn't have oh. Taylor for the Dowling Catholic one. No, no, I meant the uh, Dowling Davenport North game. At the well, state never mind. Tournament I'll off out of this. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't think. Well, that was the game where uh... they all got into foul trouble. Yeah they all got into foul trouble. So it's kind of a little bit of a can't really compare, but Dowling did beat them, ended up beating them by like, I don't know, 10 or 15 probably, I guess. Yeah. That's the only time I ever got to, to see them play. I don't really feel like I actually saw them play because most of their kids were sitting for like half the game. Yeah. No, Eric, if I had, if I had a tattoo with, if I had a tattoo with a gun to my head and my <laughs> neck, I would probably say, uh, that Hopkins should probably be favored by like 15 right now. And that's not knowing what Hopkins actually even has. I can give you the starters right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, for sure. I think it'll be McGill, Tatum, Woodson, um, London, Harris, Irma will be their center. And then I, uh, sorry, I, I know four of the five, that four position is up for grabs right now. Is, is Ava Cupido not starting for them? I think they wanted to come off the bench to back up Tatum and Liv. Okay. Uh, I think that they would, yeah, I, I'm still going with my 15 point. I'll give it a five right. point. Uh, it'll be more than that. Davenport North probably the sixth best team in the state this year now. 
Wait, what level? Okay, I don't know. I don't know what Wisconsin and Iowa or Florida has for levels. I just know like Minnesota like four A, three A, two A, one A. What is like Divine and their Divine and Journey's team? They're five A, and that's the biggest. Okay, so they're like hopping to the four. Okay, so it's the biggest versus the biggest. Yeah, that's a weird um, way of saying that, but you said it, not me. Oh yeah, they only beat Dow- <laughs> Hopkins. Hopkins beat Dowling Catholic by ten last year. Without Woodson, mm-hmm. and they beat Audi seventy-two to forty-five. How many kids does uh, Hopkins have in the school? I want to say it's three thousand because I think the I think the threshold to be in four A is like twenty-eight hundred or above. I don't think there's a school in Wisconsin with twenty-eight hundred kids in it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and see, that's where the the even though it is the biggest class versus the biggest class, Davenport North has like twelve hundred kids. So, <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of crazy. I didn't. I knew Minnesota schools were massive. I didn't think they were that massive. So yeah, I, I used is. to have the threshold memorized, where it was like one A, two A, three A, and four A. What? And if you like go below them, or if you're on the line, you can apply because that's how like good he went down to one A this year. You want to? You want to hear? You want to hear something crazy? Uh, the schools in Indiana are so much bigger. Uh, Carmel's enrollment, which I don't think is actually the biggest school in the state anymore, is uh, 5,200. That's bananas. God. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Are they pulling from like five different counties? Like, because good lord, uh, it's no. a lot of kids. No, they're all in the... I mean, there's like... There are three schools in that district, too. Like, three high schools. Good so, lord. Yeah. Well, I knew it's, I mean, that's a suburb of Indianapolis, right? Yeah. That's what I thought, but damn, that's a lot of, yeah, that's a ton of, that's like an obscene amount of people just having a spot, let alone a school, honestly. Yep, for sure. A school is like so, a little yeah, It is. My, my high school would fit in there 10 times. My graduating class was 28. I think mine was like 150. I was the only gay person for a solid 20 miles. <laughs> why do i feel like that that's not like that that doesn't sound like that far like i don't know why well, and actually that... it's a it's a like there's five of the tw- there's five of the 28 that ended up coming out so yay left oh Prairie. man oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh all right if 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 you're gonna put the line on the uh on the davenport north hopkins game i have to ask mason who he thinks is winning the johnston hopkins game then are they playing mm-hmm Oh really? That actually ends up happening. Oh wait, yeah, they're coming down to yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I would say, I would say Johnston minus one and a half. I think it's like a toss up. I think it's a toss up. Yeah, I think that one's a toss up. I think it depends I on think... if McGill can stay out of foul trouble. I kind of think Johnson's more talented than Hopkins is this year. Oh, Johnson's definitely more talented, but the Johnson's in the go as Eile Tanky goes shooting threes. Oh, I think man. that's pretty good, though. I think that's pretty. <laughs> I'll take the, I'll take my chances with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like if Liv is very good defensively against Aaliyah Riley, then they have to get up. You know, they have to get the ball to the floor. I'm not sure that she could do that. 
Can Jenica run offense well enough? Maybe. I mean, she might have to. Just depends on who guards them. Hmm. Or who defends them. I just want the record to reflect Eric did not pick against Hopkins. Well, are you picking Hopkins? Is that your official pick? Alexis can come at me because I'm picking Hopkins to lose. She's not the one. She's not the one I'm scared of on Hopkins. Are you are are you officially picking Hopkins for that game? I don't know Johnson. I mean, I know the name that you're saying. So I I think they're in for a rough one. I bet I bet you know everyone. I bet you've seen every one of their starters at least once. I love Eileen Tanky. I feel bad. I mean, I'm not going to say anything because I get yelled at. And if you want me to have going to rant, I get yelled at enough for to say an opinion. I'm not going to piss off another group yet. Well, that's why I'm asking. Who are you, who are you picking? Everyone's going to have a great game and a great time. Howard. Eric thinks Johnson's going to win. 100 yeah. not say it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. He said it. All right. We're good now. If we're Hopkins good now. was the favorite in 4A, I would maybe ride or die with them. But they're number three in 4A for me right now. Well, so there's two ahead of them. Well, Johnson might just be the best team in the Midwest this year. Oh, there you so. Go. so there you go. I would take him over Minnetonka. Same. I would take him over Minnetonka. And I love Tori McKinney because she's a gopher. I would still take and... him over Minnetonka. Huh. So would you take Minnetonka over Hopkins? Right now, yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, we might not hear, ever hear from Eric again. <laughs> okay. Eric's going to be flowing down the river. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this question while we while I was looking here because we are kind of talking about our classes. Brandon, quick question for you. And so now you have to explain it a little bit. So you can't just give like mm-hmm. a coward. He's running away. He's running away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 24 through 20. I don't know what high school people do in Florida if they even read down there. 24 through Dang. 28 to 28. Wow. What's your top? What, what do you say right now is your top class of the high school classes, talent wise for girls basketball? Um, I think the 27, probably like 26, 27 classes are pretty strong. Is that Victoria? Yes, yeah, she's a 27. Love that kid. Yeah. Yeah, she's solid. You should ask him about um, um, no. Miami Suns. Yeah, no. ask him about Miami Suns. Victoria was there. That's when I thought Victoria, because I watched Miami Suns. <laughs> Victoria was fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, so we, we have seven. There's seven classes in Florida. It used to be nine just a few years ago. There was all the way up to 9A. Now it's just seven, which is still yeah. a lot. You can't even count that high. You can't? But oh, you're man. but you're asking if people in Florida could read, but you can't count to nine. Accurate, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just need I just need to be sure. Also, um, out of curiosity, Brandon, for all those prep schools that are down there, like, are, do are they kind of just doing their own independent thing, or are are some of those teams still technically part of uh the state association in Florida? Yeah, so those four I mentioned are all individuals, so they don't they don't do anything with the FHSAA. Um, there's some there's some prep schools you got like Lake Highland Prep is a big one, uh, Miami Country Day is another good one, St Thomas Aquinas you got schools like that that play in the state tournament but no yeah IMG Montverde DME Central Point they do not. Hmm. But do they are they going to end up playing like a lot of those like Florida schools in their independent schedule at some point or are they kind of just going all over the country? Yeah, so a little bit of both. They'll play some of the higher level Florida teams. And then go around the country a little bit. And pretty much there, they kind of want to get to Geico. That's their big, the big tournament that they're trying to get into is get a bit into the Geico tournament and then potentially win that, which Montbird's done the last two years now. What's the one? Okay, that's the one with Vivian, right? That's the one that had the coach special Jennings, who's now at 
D1. Yeah, so and, yeah, and Jelani Cambridge just transferred down here, so she's like the big one of the biggest it. names that moved okay. down here. Yeah. She wanted the hell away from Rocky Top. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's the new coach. Oh, he my. was from he was from Tennessee, so he brought brought some Tennessee uh-huh. kids with him. Okay. How about a spicy take? What's the best D one program in your school in your state right now, Brandon? Oh um, let me think of all of them. I'll say mine's simple. It's Gophers. End of story. Uh, oh my god. Mate, no, Mason has it harder. Mason's current state, that's a little bit harder. How is it harder? In Indiana. Yeah, honestly. I would take Notre Dame over Indiana all day long. Why? What? Because Sarah Scalley can't <laughs> start a traffic cone. Okay. Okay. You, you would. You would take. Okay. To be oh, fair, man. you would take. You would take a Division three school over Penn State because of McKenna Ramirez. Uh, but I'm. I'm gonna feel safe rocking with the. Uh, Who's your the Big Ten champs? They yeah. weren't though. I it's thought Iowa. I thought Iowa beat them on the Caitlin Clark buzzer beat in three. Well, I mean, whatever Big Ten champs they were. They were. Uh, <laughs> And they they won the uh, conference tournament, didn't they? No, Iowa won, Iowa took over the target. I thought, Iowa I thought Indiana it. won the regular season conference title. Okay, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. They did win the regular season. They did win the regular season. That's oh. that's what I mean by conference champs. I don't care about the conference tournament. I do. That was fun. it was fun to watch them lose. Yeah, but you All don't right, get a trophy uh, for winning that. I think okay. I have my answer. Well, you oh, might, but here we go. So I I would say probably Miami. And then, speaking of um, Indiana, <laughs> and then, uh, and then probably USF or Florida Gulf Coast, and then of course you got the heavy hitters like Florida State and Florida. Um, USF over Florida and Florida State. USF made the NCAA tournament, didn't they? Yeah, I mean they're they they make appearances in the top twenty five. I feel like Fair. pretty often. Um. That's close. I don't know. I like Florida State's I'm coach, not, Burke Wyckoff. I love Burke Wyckoff. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good one. Yeah, they... Florida State's up there. I think they're probably a little better than Florida right now, but I don't know. That's tough. Brady, what's your top one program? In Wisconsin? Yeah. That's easy. Um. Yeah, I mean, probably Marquette. Fair. Marquette, I mean, there's probably an outside argument for Green Bay. I don't think there's, I don't think they're on that level, but I think there's an argument for them. I mean, they won the Horizon League outright last year, but they ended up losing to Cleveland State in the conference conference championship uh, game in the in the Horizon League tournament, so they didn't get to go to the NCAA tournament, unfortunately. But then, uh, then you have Wisconsin, Milwaukee too, and Wisconsin beat Milwaukee last year, so I'll probably have to. Say Wisconsin's at least on that number three spot, and then uh, Milwaukee probably rounds out. Even though they beat Green Bay last year at at the Clutchy Center down in Milwaukee, so yeah, I think uh, those mid major programs in Wisconsin are are in a really really good spot. And uh, very curious to kind of see how Wisconsin goes goes this year because it seems like there's still a good bit of positivity going around that program even after the transfers that that went out. So kind of curious to see how, how they end up doing and also a possible matchup that they'll have with uh Marquette down in Fort Lauderdale, I believe is where that tournament's taking place where it's going to be them Boston college. And I think Butler, maybe, I don't remember. Fair. I know there's four teams and if they do the same thing in their semifinal game, whatever you want to call it, they'll play each other in the, 
in the in the next round or whatever. So kind of hoping that that happens just so I can see it because I'm surprised they don't play every year because I know the the men's team does every year. So I just kind of always assumed that that happened, but I guess it doesn't. So would love to see that matchup, but you know who knows? We'll see. And then if we go back to my uh, my former state, I think it's a little harder. Oh well, okay, it's not harder, but I think when you go down the list, it might get a little harder. Yes, that's, I think that's Oregon number one is pretty say. easy. Yes, yeah, I agree. I think it's Iowa until you know Caitlin Clark's not there anymore, and then it, you know, probably likely still will be Iowa, but it'll obviously be a lot closer once um, you know that really good freshman class Iowa State develops. Um, but yeah, so I would probably go Iowa, Iowa State, and then you know I think I think Drake is better than Northern Iowa. However, Northern Iowa did beat Drake last year on two buzzer beaters. So I would have to go Northern Iowa, then Drake. But the crazy part is, is like, I think that just understates how good the Division One basketball is in Iowa because, you know, Drake only lost to Iowa last year by five or six in overtime. You were at that game. Uh, yeah, it was a fun game. Um, it was a really good game. And Drake was the better team. Like, they were the better team that game. They should have won. They missed, like, seven free throws down the stretch, uh, or they would have won. So, But they lost. So um, you can't really can't really say that they should have, could have, would have. They could have, but they didn't. So There must be something about uh, well, the students I... at games and overtime, because when I took Brady to the Gopher-Penn State game, it was double overtime. And he enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed when you almost got into a fight with someone sitting next to us. That was that was pretty entertaining. Weren't they like middle schoolers too? Yes. They're high schoolers. Don't don't mouth off to me. Maybe. <laughs> well, I also to, to go back to the to the Drake stuff, I mean, there's like a real chance that if they get through Louisville in that first round game in the NCAA tournament, that they kind of have the path to possibly playing in an Elite Eight against Iowa again. I mean, granted, like, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But I mean, they almost beat Louisville, and Louisville went ended up playing in in the Elite Eight. So, I mean, again, just to add to Mason's point about how good the Division One basketball is out in Iowa. Very. Yeah, and the crazy part is, you know, they do lose two starting seniors this year in Sarah Beth Geldner and Maggie Bear. Maggie being, you know, one of the more important pieces of of that Drake team. Uh, but weirdly, part of me thinks that they actually might be better this year. Um, you know, I have not talked to anyone, uh, nor do I have any inside information. Um, but if Megan Meyer did end up coming back, and again, I have no clue. I've seen some social media posts, though, where she has been hanging out with some, uh, you know, teammates. So, you know, she does have this year of eligibility. So, you know, she's back. And then Anna Miller starting in place of Maggie Bear. You know, I think they could be just as good or better this year. But again, have, that's if if Megan Meyer is back. I have a feeling I know your answer to this. So do the Gophers have any chance of beating Drake or no? Yeah. Wow, impressive. I'll take it. Are you yeah, underestimating I mean, your Minnesota Golden Gophers? Look, I will go to the ends of the earth with Braun Mamba and the 22s. I will ride or die till the, if they leave, I leave. We all know this. 
I'm yes. just, but if you're just learning the system this year, you're not going to be as sharp as you maybe be by year three and four. So a Drake team that knows they're, like I said, they're very good. They know their system. They have players that fit into their system very well. I, I said, everyone knows the non-conference for the Gophers, Drake, Kentucky, and we can get into Kentucky because, oof. And then UConn, those are the only three that they should lose or even have any chance of losing in the non-conference. Yeah, no, I think they have a chance against Drake. I think, you know, I think I, I think Minnesota's going to be a bit better than you might think. I don't, like, Drake's not, like, a borderline, like, top 25 team or anything like that. Like, they're not some power team. Um, yeah. You know, they did, they did get votes last year, though. Um, so who knows? But, yeah, I think with it being – it's at Minnesota, correct? It sure is because they don't. They only leave the barn once, and that's going to go go to Kentucky. Yeah, so I think that is going to, you know, be a little bit of a benefit to them. Um, you know, if, if I was making lines or something for for Vegas, I would probably put the spread at like seven and a half in favor of Minnesota. So, like, definitely a game they probably should win, but, like... I'll take it. You know, it, it wouldn't necessarily be, like, this huge, like, crazy upside if they lost. Like, if, if if you're looking at a good loss, like, losing to Drake's not a bad loss for anyone. Now, if you're, like, you know, Michigan or Louisville or, you know, one of the top teams in the country... Might be a bad loss. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bad loss, but if you're, you know, the middle of a pack Power 5 team, like... It's not a bad loss at all. Like if if Iowa would have lost to him last year, like I would have just been like, "Oh yeah, Drake is really good." Not, "Oh, Iowa, that was a terrible loss." So, I also so, don't think you're giving enough credit to like the track record Don has of just winning wherever. She I'll goes. take it. Listen, I will ride or die with the Gophers. We are going to go right to the tournament. I love it. I will. I will be the first one in line for NCAA tournament tickets. I don't think you're lying either. <laughs> no, I will not be. <laughs> Um, speaking of, we talked about Kentucky. I have to ask Brandon and Brady because they're both well. Brandon likes the WNBA. Brand Brady was like her bestie at college. Oh what God. do y'all think about Ryan Howard? She's we'll good at basketball. Go, we'll let Brandon go first. You let me go first. Yeah. What do you think about Ryan Howard? What are you What are you fishing for here? He Just hates ask. Ryan Howard with a burning passion. That's what he's I, fishing. I, I do not. Don't let it. Yeah. Don't let him tell you I don't, anything other I, than that. I don't feel bad for her. I don't. I don't hate her at all. I. I am curious at the gall to do the Jordan shrug in a game when she shot five for 27. (laughs) I'm saying right now, and I've told Brady this, the target center rims should have filed first degree assault charges for the amount of bricks she threw at it. I mean, Nafisa Collier would not shoot five for 27 if you blindfolded her and tied one hand behind her back. Are you talking about the WNBA rookie of the year last year? That'd be the one. I mean, what a travesty that was. What who lived up to that award? <laughs> oh my god. But she did the Jordan shrug on one shot, and I'm like, wait a minute, girl, you five for 27. Like that this is take- be- this is just becoming uh, like a therapy session for Eric just to vent his frustrations on the WNBA season. We haven't had the <laughs> weekly therapy session. They've built up very good. Section intervention. Sorry, Eric. Uh they I had that coming, Brawley. It's all right. You're in the playoffs, man. You got a lot to look forward to tonight. No, I really don't. Eric, when, whenever you get heated up about like WNBA stuff, or even like if Minnesota goes on a losing streak or something, just just Google JJ Redick. 
Enjoy the images. <laughs> oh, he didn't with the, I sent it to Brandon. He didn't interview with Sabrina. I don't think I looked at her once. Oh, it's like oh a 35 minute interview. I don't think I even knew God. she was there. Not a clue. That she... Oh, man. It was a great interview, though. He does great interviews. Does he? Or do you just look at him the whole time and not even listen? Usually, have, usually it's podcast form, so I can't. I mean, I could just stare at a photo, I guess, and be a weirdo like that, but. Yeah, I know JJ Redick, I think, is actually like one of the best NBA analysts right now because he doesn't like do like the, you know, the PC, like ESPN yeah. crap. Yeah, he like actually, like, you know, analyzes things rather than just says things to get in arguments. And let's be honest, he's hot. You have both, he has the brains and you have the looks. You're the whole family can enjoy tell you what eric is eric is truly you know saying what everyone's thinking right he just cuts to the i chase. mean i mean i'm not thinking jj reddick's hot but i mean if you are go ahead <laughs> oh man i you know grew, man. i grew up a tar heel fan so i'm not a big jj reddick fan oh i guess we can end that i guess we can end this there with the tar heel <laughs> do you have something to say about the north carolina tar heels eric no i think they could recruit great they got the 68th best player coming to their in 2023. Oh my god! I know 68th best. No, that that well, means a lot uh, more than than, than you're Travis. thinking it means. I I guarantee you. They well, were Travis, yeah. lovely. <laughs> Very excited to see them drop in the big in the ACC. Once oh she'll be gone. I was like Cam Cam Brink. Stanford will be gone. Ooh, they're the next one. Since, Okay, who's way, everyone's way too early national player of the year? I'm guessing Mason will Michael Miss Clark, but we'll start with Brady. You're not gonna, you're not gonna say Cameron Brink, are you? Uh, you go first. I'll say who I want. I, are, are you gonna say Cameron Brink? I might say Brown Mamba. Cody McMahon. Oh, just, just as a quick aside, I love how Eric said that their recruiting is gonna drop them in the ACC rankings, but yet they were like. <laughs> Eighth ahead of like Clemson and Boston College and Wake Forest, so I don't think they're really going to be dropping much. Clemson just got a, <laughs> is it a mo- I don't know, I'm telling you, it might drop below Clemson. Well, we'll see. Did you know Miami was actually tied with North Carolina in the standings this year in the ACC? Woof, Miami, and they had a fun little run there at the end of the year. I know, I, I was cheered for them like no tomorrow at Indiana. I was. Is there anyone? Is there anyone you like in college basketball besides Minnesota and Cameron Brink? Give me a second. I love Cameron Brink. I do love Cameron Brink and Gophers. I like St. Thomas when they're not playing the Gophers, and they're not gonna play the Gophers. So I like St. Thomas. <laughs> um, I liked Miami last year, mostly because they beat Indiana. Why do you hate in the? Oh, never mind. Stupid question. <laughs> Sorry. What about what about LSU? What What are your thoughts on LSU, Eric? No, 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 no. no <laughs> player specifically. Talk about the player specifically. Fair. Not naming Greece. Oh, fair. Haley Van Lith, Myth Pigtails, is going to fall right off. Like, there's not a chance she has a great season. Way too many wow. cooks in the kitchen. I think none of them are going to be prepared for the WNBA. Kim Mulkey doesn't know how to prepare players for the WNBA. <laughs> All she knows how to do is prepare hideous looking outfits and looking like the Crypt Keeper with a blonde rinse barely alive uh there's none of ellish and no offense even angel reese i don't think angel reese how her game is right now is going to translate to the WNBA well at 
all. She's going to get her shot swatted. She's going to get bodied up. They're not going to care that she has how many Instagram followers. If she does that to certain players in the WNBA, homegirl's going to have her stuff rocked. You can you can take what? your uh you can, yeah you can get off mute now, Mason. Like oh. he's he's done. So you 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 can like actually listen again. <laughs> I don't think LSU is going to win the title. I think they're going to implode from within, and it's going to be beautiful. Sorry, I thought he was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I, I don't think that you can. I don't think that you can quantify individual players not having a good season based on their stat line. Because maybe Haley Van Lith is fine with scoring 15 points a game if they won yeah. a national title. Fair maybe Angel Reese is, is fine playing, you know, 30 minutes a game and scoring, you know, 17 points if, if they win a national title. So they might not have individual seasons. But again, you know, you when you have that much talent on a team, because individually they are 100% the most talented team in the country. On paper, but yeah. As you, but as you have said before, and, you know, as, as we've all learned in, you know, the WNBA or the NBA or college basketball, you know, the talent level of each team doesn't mean that you're going to win the national championship. Um, right. So that being said, I don't think they're probably going to implode. Um, only because I think they are all at the understanding that they're trying to win a national championship, not trying to score 25 points a game each. Yeah, I would agreed. love to believe that. Here's my rebuttal. I think I think as long as they win and everything's going great and there's no adversity, there's no like bumps in the road, everyone will be honky-dory. Kim will be driving the school bus. That's beautiful. As soon as there's like a loss... And as soon as they're like a little bit of adversity, I think the egos of Angel Reese and Haley Van Lith, and I think the egos will come in. Kim is not a people person, so she don't know how to control them and without fear. So I I just think once they start having bumps in the road is when you start seeing the cracks of that they're not actually cohesive. As long as they're he, winning solves everything. As long, but once they, if they would have a bump in the road or a loss or you know lose to a South Carolina, a Tennessee maybe gets them. For some reason, they're not playing UConn until they see them in the NCAA tournament, even though they're both at some Thanksgiving tournament. But I that's when I think they're going to kind of, you'll start to see where there's a little <laughs> bit of an ego there, personally. Yeah, I think, I, I honestly think that we'll see it right off the bat in game one. You know, they so, play Colorado. Like, that's yeah. not going to be necessarily, that's not necessarily going to be an easy game for them. So I'll go to church on Sunday if they lose their first game of the year. Yeah. yeah, Kennedy Sanders is going to save you from an undefeated, that would be undefeated the... LSU season. Oh, I love me some Kennedy oh Sanders. God. The Kennedy Sanders. Love, I would lose it. Eric would kill over and just like pass away right there. That's, that'd be like a religious, that'd be a religious experience right there. If Kennedy Sanders beats LSU. Uh... Oh man, I can't even, I can't even imagine the euphoria that he would i don't think he'd ever watch another basketball game i think that would be like the best thing that could ever happen i might be done it might be done it might be over like that i mean as long as we don't have utah run into them missing airballing free throws in the ncaa tournament i feel safe with my pick 
Oh man, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what 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 kind of uh. I think he would just pop. I don't even think he would exist. <laughs> just, just like, yeah, he yeah. just pop. Just spontaneously combust. <laughs> so, Brandon, oh, you're down there close to evil with LSU, and you're closer to Mulkey than I'll no. ever will be in my lifetime. What are your thoughts on LSU this year? How about that contract? Whew. I mean, evil pays. <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty much the same line with Mason. Um, they're both. A lot of those players, you know, they've been around, so I think they will put their selfishness aside. And obviously, Haley Van Lith won't have to do nearly everything, so her numbers aren't going to be as good, of course. But um, yeah, I think I think they know what the ultimate goal is, so I think they'll they'll figure it out and work together. And I'm sure they're sure they're doing a lot of team bonding and team building activities right now to get that figured out. But yeah, I, th- I think they'll figure it out. I also just kind of want to push back a little bit and just assuming that they're selfish because they score a lot. I, I don't think they're selfish. They score a lot. I think they're selfish because they act. I I don't think that that makes them selfish. I think if anything, it shows their selflessness, wanting to play together and win a national championship. But that's just me. That's my two cents on that. I also keep forgetting that Nisa Morrow is down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whew. Uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, yeah. they ha- on paper they have it's great. I don't think you. I think you don't think you have a great people person. I don't think you have a person in charge up there that's great with egos. I mean, she. This is a woman who couldn't even win it more than one title. Brittany Griner, and Brittany Griner like couldn't be stopped in college. Yeah, she did a bad. She did a bad job of leading them last year, didn't she? I mean, she the Jenna Johnson airball free throw away from losing. So I think she had more. I think she had more luck on her side than anything. Oh, all right. Was it was it luck when they um pretty much locked down Miami or beat Virginia Tech or pretty much slowed down Iowa as much as you possibly could? Is that was that luck too, or was that? I think it's luck that you had a player come off the bench who barely hit two threes all season. Austin hit seven in the first half. It wasn't Angel Reese who won that, the title. Does that not show the confidence that she has in her depth? And maybe the maybe the fear the, she has. The confidence maybe the that she. Themselves? I mean, I don't think she'd be chucking a bunch of threes if she was, you know. <laughs> scared of the repercussions of what might happen if she misses those shots so i mean maybe she was a senior she knew malky couldn't kill her anymore and and to be fair and to be fair uh griner's first three years were when uconn's dynasty was kind of motoring and no one was gonna beat them you know Mm -hmm. when they went 39 no two years in a row um so and then griner's senior season obviously baylor went 40 no and won the title and you know obviously dominating fashion but um, um I, Griner, I don't think that Griner came in as Stewie graduated because she played her first one my oh my was there with Griner no Stewie no they were, bef- they, they, they were before um, but because uh, LSU Econ knocked out won. LSU knocked out Griner in her senior year or not LSU Louisville with Shoni Schimmel knocked out them in the Sweet 16. I know year. they won it in twenty. I know they won it twenty twelve. So maybe it was junior year. They won forty nine. Uh, okay, okay. Um, but so then her freshman year, UConn won their next natty at thirty nine and zero. But regardless, regardless, I don't think that you can say that just because Mulkey's not a people person. All right. Um. So this is going to be a little bit weird to listen to, but Eric couldn't handle the truth, so we shut off the recording and and ran away. <laughs> 
Um, I don't think there's any other way to explain what had happened. Uh, so, but he is back and he is ready to face the music after throwing a bit of a tantrum in the corner for a little bit. Hundred percent. But... <laughs> um, so yeah, what I was going to say was I don't think you can equate Mulkey not being a people person to that's, that's one way to say the, it. the reason behind them not being the best team in college basketball and the reason behind them potentially not winning a title uh because quite literally whether you hate her whether you like her she wins wherever she goes like she's got a career winning percentage of like 87 percent. like it's actually crazy um you know she's won multiple titles um you know she's been to multiple final fours um you know she's won a ton of conference tournaments radio season and tournaments how um, many people have won uh, national championships at multiple places probably not many I don't think of it. Yeah. I know they're like they had a list of like a few that did, but I don't I don't know how many. I don't I know not a whole lot of them. Probably a handful or something. Um because Gino and Tara and, and Pat always stayed. And I think the most important part that you know, again, whether you hate her, which you know, warranted, whether you love her, which again, probably warranted. The uh, the undisputable fact of the matter is, is that the LSU team is good for women's basketball solely because, you know, win or lose, they're going to be bringing eyes to the game in, you know, hundreds of thousands. You know, if they're on national television, people who, you know, don't watch girls basketball will be turning in, you know, people who mm-hmm. hate her, you know, will be watching because they want to see her lose. But again, that's, you know, a positive because you're driving up the ratings of women's basketball. You know, it it kind of has the effect of Caitlin Clark. Like Caitlin Clark, you know, even people who don't watch women's basketball are watching Iowa because of Caitlin Clark. I think LSU is the same way. I think, you know, South Carolina is the same way. I think, you know, there are a couple teams out there, a couple players out there, you know, that are the same way. Uh, and they, a lot of those players just so happen to be on LSU's team. Um, now, you know, there's going to be a lot of people from the Pacific Northwest who know Haley Van Lith, who have followed her all of her life, now tuning in to watch LSU basketball. So, eh, I'll enjoy watching them lose. What if yes, they don't? See, my, my exact point yeah. is you're going to be tuning in to watch them lose. If they're on, oh, I won't watch them, watching them. I won't watch them until the tournament. I oh. bet you will. Yeah, there's no shot that you I mean, that you I... miss a South Carolina LSU matchup by chance. I mean, if I there's ever... no chance you're going to miss a Kennedy Sanders, you're going to watch oh, him the first fair. game because I will. <laughs> well, I was going to say if I mean if I really want if I really miss the Malky, I can just always turn on January sixth. Oh, oh my boy. god! <laughs> oh my god! We knew where she was. What? I mean, is there is there anything else that that you all would like to specifically touch on before we get into like another complete sidetrack here? Or, all right, Eric, would you do you think Kim Mulkey is a top ten coach of all time in NCAA women's basketball? Would you give her that top ten? No, no, no. Wow, she prepares. I would like a coach that prepares their players for the pros, and she can't do that to save her life. 
but that's not the job of a college coach. In it kind of is. Gino does pretty good. Gino gets more kids coming well, there because he knows how to prepare them for the pros. It's a pretty well, big I mean, selling chip. I mean, but even if even if she doesn't, she still gets kids to go there. I mean, I she fear. Well, if they feared her, they wouldn't commit there, would they? Stockholm syndrome. But they weren't there to <laughs> to get Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yes, dude, they're just ready for it. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure they are great recruiters. They will also tell you they are great recruiters. If you watch them on Twitter, they will make sure you know. Just ask them. They are great recruiters, and they do not. They do not do anything. What is it? Oh, tampering. They don't tamper at all. That is so beneath them. But the part, get, thing is, like, they might say they are great recruiters, but like, the proof is, like, they have the number one recruiting class. They literally are great recruiters. So. Like, I don't have a problem with that at all. Usually, I say let your work stand for itself. You don't got to remind... If you're the best player, you don't got to remind people you're the best player. My opinion. Yeah, I mean, fair. That's fair. Like, you don't see Clark walking around, Clark being... Caitlin Clark being like, I'm the best in the Big Ten. She just is the best in the Big Ten. Right. No, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I agree. You should probably do it silently, but... I mean, I'm not going to fault them for saying they're the best and then actually being the best either. Some people just That's are also a part bit... of the reason why you're going to hate watch them. Just when they play like Kennedy Sanders, because I, well, A, I don't have, I think I have SEC Network that much. So none of those teams really super interest me. Yeah, I bet the only one. How are you, you going to watch? Television. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, how are you going to watch the Kentucky game then? Well, that has a game that I have a team that I'm interested in that Kentucky's playing. <laughs> so, so you're gonna get a, so you're gonna get a subscription to the SEC Network. For that I, game? Have, I have ESPN Plus, and that's part of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you do have a so you do have a subscription to the SEC Network then. Just ESPN Plus, so I can see all the other games. It's going straight there to the So you can watch you can watch all of LSU's games then, especially the non-conference ones. Oh, if they lose, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like record on my phone so I can watch it like every day. <laughs> There is a 1% chance that they, like, don't win all of their non-conference games besides That's Virginia because Tech they're and Colorado. playing Sisterhood of the Blind half their game. Are you kidding me? Actually, the craziest part is, is I actually just looked up their schedule, and that legitimately is one of the teams on their schedule. I won't be surprised. Well, the problem is we talked about last year. Kim, when they with them winning the title, Kim is never in her life now going to have a hard non-conference. Why does she need to? She'll let them sit there and rack up wins, one hundred and twenty to twelve to fourth graders, and she'll be like, "Our record is great." Well, yeah, play someone. Are you going to watch the Virginia Tech game? They play Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kitley better dunk on her ass. <laughs> You don't think you don't think more coaches will go that way though with the you know the grueling schedule of conference season and some I mean, but I pay, think it paid out it paid off for them. With I think you feel like the Yukons, the Maryland, the Texas. I think they are going to probably want to keep having hard, South Carolina. They'll always kind of play hard schedules. Yeah, but I don't think that you need to go with hard schedules anymore at all. Well, we need matchups to watch in the non-conference. If everyone's playing New Orleans or New whatever it is, then you're like, great, this is a fun ESPN matchup. Yeah, I agree. Like every year, you have Iowa, Iowa State, always a fantastic matchup, always a must see because something. Well, gonna... okay, would you would you admit that there are 
people that are like UConn fans, right? They're going to watch every UConn game there is, right? Yes. So, and regardless if they play, you know, really, really good teams or not, they're going to tune in, right? Fair. So why would they not just do the same thing with LSU? And also you're going to watch Minnesota play like, what, three real games before they play conference games? So, like people are going to watch them. 100%. <laughs> but I'm watching that as a fan. Like if, on ESPN, if you're trying to grow the game, you want like, okay, the Thanksgiving tournament. Could you imagine if they would have had LSU and UConn play each other? That would have broken records that people want because everyone wanted that matchup in the non-conference. Who are they uh, playing? Who's UConn playing instead? Who did UConn get? Oh, man. That's not a very good tournament. And the thing is, like, literally, they're the two. Like, you needed to – you could have had a rating bonanza having those two teams play each other in that tournament. Bonanza, huh? Could have, I mean, it, I would have. But what about it. what about if you already have people that are watching the UConn game that'll just flow into watching the LSU game or vice versa? I don't think they're playing at the same time. We'll see. What, they're playing. Well, okay. I, well not not so saying they gets, are, but like UConn gets a good one, UCLA of their first one, and then it's Kansas. I would get rid of the Kansas one and give them LSU. Uh, rock chalk, baby. I don't know if Kansas is going to be pretty good this year. I think compared to that, actually might be a good game. Well, yeah, I think LSU would have been a better game. Probably so. I don't think it's a like a cakewalk though. Kansas is they were top twenty five last year. They beat Nebraska, didn't they? Kansas, I hope so. <laughs> I think Kansas, it was like yeah, double, yeah, even minute, yeah, even it was triple overtime. Nebraska. It was triple overtime. Yeah. Uh, the two, yeah, the two teams that. Oh yeah, here's LSU, who they got in the tournament. The one Virginia, fine, whatever. Virginia's on the come up, and Niagara. What a difficult matchup for them! What a challenge! You never know. I'd love it to be. I oh, no, Queens. Oh, they play Queens. Mississippi. I mean, oh, anywho, enough about Kim Mulkey. I mean, we can all. I mean, she I might know, be. You sure seem like you're eager to talk about Kim Mulkey whenever she comes up. You act like we're the ones that like. Kept you on LSU for all this time. In all fairness, our guest asked <laughs> was... us what LSU I answered. <laughs> There's he a... did say without talking about the coach or something, though, didn't he? What about the coach? Yeah, he, oh. he said he said he t- asked about the players, then it flowed into Kim. Mulkey and I said because... none of I said none of them are pre- going to be prepared for the pros. Just like but none that of doesn't make players. sense because Kim Mulkey has put players in the pros before. Actually, right now, if you look at the WNBA, she has two, and I feel like Brittany Griner would have made the pros, whether Kim Mulkey was the coach or not. I feel like you'd say that about a lot of pros, though. Yeah, probably. I mean, I feel like some prepare others, like MVP is prepared. But also, Gino. she's been coaching since the 1980s, too, so... Isn't she, like, like 125 that's... years old? I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure she's 61. So uh, she'll be around for 15 more years. She's horrible for her age. It looks like she was here for the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, my God. All right, we're done Leading with that. Them. We're done with that. I was going to say, there's a decent uh, Thanksgiving tournament down here in Florida. Um, Iowa's coming, North Carolina, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, you going to be at that one? I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I can make. Uh, I'd like to see Iowa, North Carolina in the championship against each other. That'd be a good one. So you get to. So good. you're. You also recently just got like NCAA. Verified, certified, whatever the hell the word is. 
Uh, a little while ago, yeah, just just made a post about it though. Yeah. How else are we supposed to know? I know, right? You just waiting for you to figure it out on your own. That's like tie some little strings together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is there uh, anything else you all would like to touch on before we wrap this thing up? Ooh, actually, I would. Um, so this is what a real non-conference schedule should look like, uh, everyone in the audience. Um, so Purdue just announced their, their non-conference schedule. Um, it might have been like a week ago. So a week, so, ugh, a week or so ago, but I just <laughs> saw it. So they open with at UCLA. Then they play Southern. Yeah, okay. Then they play Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia. Then they play Southern Indiana. Then they play at Dayton, Valpo, Southern Missouri State, Notre Dame, and then Indiana State. So there's, you know, a good mix of games they should win and then games that, you know, they will be 50-50 on and then games that, like, they probably don't win, like Notre Dame and UCLA. And then I would assume they're going to be, you know, they played Georgia last year uh, and lost by one. Uh, and they don't lose any starters. So I assume that's going to probably be another good game. Texas A&M and Florida will probably be good games as well. Um, the one for Brandon. Then, um, you know, you've obviously you got your, your pie. Uh, Texas A&M, what are, they have to shoot the number two player. What's her name? The big post. She missed a lot of last year with injury. Brandon, she's your homegirl. Come on. She went to the... Jan- Barker. That's who you're talking yes. about? Barker. I don't know if she's a post player, but yeah, that's her. She a solid 6'4". She, in women's <laughs> basketball, she's going to be a post player whether she likes it or she, not. She does have size, yeah. Yeah, she's good. Very good, obviously. Girthy and posty. I mean, she's going to be in the vote whether she likes it or not. <laughs> girthy and posty. Oh my god. Good that, should be a, that should be a tattoo. Girthy and post. Oh my god. Oh man. Well, are are you, are you gonna be uh frequent at Purdue games this year, Mason? Oh. Um probably. Yeah, as many as I can as many as I can um as many as I can get to. I, I didn't order or I didn't buy uh season tickets this year. Um, it was a thought, but they actually sold out really quickly. Um, all the all the lower bills, so they sold out about eight thousand season tickets. Damn. Uh, which for Purdue and how like, you know how not great they've been, um, is is pretty good. But the support at Purdue for athletics is also really good. Uh, so they've actually been sold out for like a month, and I didn't want to sit in like general mission. Uh. So I'll probably try to find some tickets to some games. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping to get a four or five or six. I don't know. Just depends on what I've got going on. But I will say in Indiana, the high school season starts um, really early, too. So, jealous. Um, How early is early? Um, that's a good question. I don't remember exactly what week it is. Uh, yeah, like let a me pull it up real quick. Uh, uh, I was more looking uh, for first, general time frame. First, first day of games this year is October 30th. Hmm. So Ooh. coming up here in two months. No. Not even. It's like a month and a half at this point. No. 
oh shoot yeah damn for some reason i was thinking <laughs> there was this month and then next month yeah so the first practice starts in one month for girls basketball wow yeah i mean ours starts like two weeks after that in wisconsin so you guys get a yeah. a real early real early head start yeah and then our state tournament's wrapped up by the 24th of february too so it's again also pretty early you're just late as hell out here I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 guessing is uh, Iowa's gonna be done like the weekend after that, right? Is that track? Um, no. Because Wisconsin's is seventh, eighth, ninth of March. Yeah, yeah. So not really. Well, yeah, kind of. You might have met what? Yeah, I think you. I didn't mean to make you think so hard. <laughs> so the 24th is the saturday and then i was state tournaments not the next week but the week after so it'd be oh, okay. like a week gap okay no their state tournament this year is you know i don't i don't have to know we can we can, here. we can yeah. we can we can <laughs> to be determined yeah, we'll, yeah i'm sure we'll figure it out at some point they haven't even figured it out yet yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look at the dates on at some point. But is that is that a good spot to wrap it up? I'm good. Thanks for coming on, B. Yeah, appreciate the invite. You're welcome. Anytime you want to talk about LSU, please. Not please, on let's podcast not, anymore. Yeah, yeah, let's not. Let's not go down that road. Rob, yeah, I'm not Rob, doing that. Until, again. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, until yeah. like games actually start and Eric can just come on and bitch and moan that they just beat someone by sixty points. So. <laughs> If they can, well, Kennedy Sanders. Now, now my dream is like Kennedy Sanders to like knock him off game one. Oh my god! Oh well. With that said, uh, appreciate appreciate you uh, everyone listening that made the month long wait for this to actually get recorded. And God knows how long it'll take to get posted. Now that Eric accidentally closed down the recording, it'll be two um, parts. Brady can <laughs> mesh them together. Yeah. Well, now he's making me do work because he <laughs> made a mistake. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all listening and uh, hopefully we can get back to this a little bit more regularly now that the high school season's getting, getting closer. So uh, yeah, uh, that's all I got and uh, tune in and uh, I'm sure we'll have something brewing next time. That's almost as entertaining as Eric talking about LSU, but don't think we want to go down that road too often. So appreciate y'all listening and uh, come back next time, I suppose. Hey, Taylor, the car